episode of it's the flat out truth podcast i'm your host bravo cologne i hope everyone is doing well considering the time that we are in last week we touched on the topic of tolerance and how it is a misunderstood trait this week this week we are beginning to experience what is being referred to as the new normal. It is a dangerous time, one like no other in history. And there will never be one like it ever again. We are watching an unraveling of events that will leave us awe-stricken. And for those who aren't prepared, will come face to face with the reality that will shake the very core of your belief. Now, you can read the notes to this and all of our podcasts on our WordPress site at itsthefladouttruth.wordpress.com. My prayer is that we may open our eyes before it's too late. For those who didn't believe, we are now being forced to surrender our liberty in exchange for safety. Amazing. It's just simply amazing how the leaders of the world gain control of its citizens in the blink of an eye and without any retaliation. Sun Tzu's art of war in action. Instantly, Everyone began brandishing face masks and gloves. Immediately, everyone accepted social distancing as the new normal. It just goes to show how easy it is to gain control via fear. Keep people apart so emotions grow cold, and it'll be easier for them to turn on each other. You know, for over 2,000 years, we have heard the warnings from the followers of Messiah. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. But they were all disregarded as being crazy and fanatical. And then to them, I say, welcome to the new normal, where the unknown is factual reality. What awaits us at the other end of the spectrum? What will life be like throughout this whole ordeal? Let's take a look at what the Word of God says. Let's read Luke chapter 17, verses 26 to 27. Just as it was in the days of Noah, so also will it be in the days of the Son of Man. People were eating and drinking 
marrying and being given in marriage. Up to the day Noah entered the ark. Then the flood came and destroyed them all. And we can also read in Matthew chapter 24 verses 36 to 38. No one knows about that day or hour, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. As it was in the days of Noah, so will it be at the coming of the Son of Man. For in the days before the flood, people were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, up to the day Noah entered the ark. Hmm. That's kind of like what we're living like in this day and age, isn't it? So let's take a look at this for a bit. Noah, who could be the very representation of the watchman, the one chosen by God to warn the generations of the upcoming destruction. But sad to say that just like in the days of Noah, when he was building the ark, the world laughed and ridiculed him because they were too busy enjoying the pleasures of the flesh. And we get that from the very verses in Luke 17, verse 27. People were eating and drinking, marrying and being given in marriage up to the day Noah entered the ark. Then the flood came and destroyed them all. And in Matthew chapter 24, 38, for in the days before the flood, people were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage. Up to the day Noah entered the ark. Well, the way I see it is this generation has enjoyed the pleasures of the flesh as we have indulged in the all-you-can-eat buffets, many fornication and adulterous acts, murder, which includes the assassination of unborn children via abortions, and the day-after pill, idolatry, sacrilegious genetic fertilization where they create the ideal genetic baby for a price. I'll put a link to this in the transcripts on our WordPress site. This generation has taken our creator out of the mix and inserted themselves in his place as if they were God. Yes, my friend, it is a replay of the fall of the morning star as we can see in Isaiah chapter 14, verses 11 through 13. Your pomp has been brought down to Sheol, along with the music of your harps. Maggots are your bed and worms your blanket. How you have fallen from heaven, O morning star, son of the dawn. You have been cut down to the ground, O destroyer of nations. You said in your heart, I will ascend to the heavens. I will raise my throne above the stars of God. I will sit on the mount of assembly in the far reaches of the north. Yeshua spoke of this as well in Luke chapter 10, verses 17 through 19. 
The 72 returned with joy and said, Lord, even the demons submit to us in your name. So he said to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. See, I have given you authority to tread on snakes and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. Nothing will harm you. The scriptures tell us that Satan wanted to be greater than God and attempted to sit above God. And for that, he was cast down like lightning from heaven and has been on the run in an effort to destroy Hashem's creation because he knows what the future holds for him and those who follow him. So for over 2,000 years, we have heard the cries of God's anointed people screaming from the mountaintops for us to take a good look at ourselves and repent from our evil ways. Teshuva and get it right with our Creator, to whom all praise and glory belong. The unknown is always scary, simply because we have no idea what waits for us at the other end. But the difference between the unknown and the warnings that we have been given for the last 2,000 years is that we can clearly see and we cannot deny the fact that God has definitely been more than merciful with us. The fact that God, the fact that destruction has not been fully initiated shows just how merciful God is. In the book of Revelation, we can see how much destruction comes upon man for being disobedient, rebellious, and idolatrous. And even after all of the destruction, after all of the plagues, and after all of the deaths, man still refuses to surrender and repent. Let's take a peek at what's in store for us if we don't repent. And we'll start by reading about the sixth trumpet in Revelation chapter 9, verses 13 through 20. Then the sixth angel sounded his trumpet, and I heard a voice from the four horns of the golden altar before God saying to the sixth angel with the trumpet, Release the four angels who are bound at the great river Euphrates. So the four angels who had been prepared for this hour and day and month and year were released to kill a third of mankind. And the number of mounted troops was 200 million. And I heard their number. Now the horses and riders in my vision looked like this. The riders had breastplates, the colors of fire, sapphire, and sulfur. The heads of the horses were like the heads of lions. And out of their mouth proceeded fire, smoke, and sulfur. A third of mankind was killed by the three plagues of fire, smoke, and sulfur, what proceeded from their mouths. For the power of the horses was in their mouths and in their tails. Indeed, their tails were like snakes, having heads with which to inflict harm. Now the rest of mankind 
who were not killed by these plagues still did not repent of the works of their hands. They did not stop worshiping demons and idols of gold, silver, bronze, stone, and wood, which cannot hear or see or walk. Furthermore, they did not repent of their murder, sorcery, sexual immorality, and theft. We're going to key in to three verses for the purpose of this study. We're going to key into verse 15, 20, and 21. Verse 15 reads, So the four angels who had been prepared for this hour and day and month and year were released to kill a third of mankind. Wow. Let's continue. Verses 20 and 21. Now the rest of mankind who were not killed by these plagues still did not repent of the works of their hands. They did not stop worshiping demons and idols of gold, silver, bronze, stone, and wood, which cannot see or hear or walk. Furthermore, they did not repent of their murder, sorcery, sexual immorality, and theft. So, after the sixth trumpet, or shofar, as it is known in the Hebrew, a third of humanity is killed off by the four angels who were released in verse 18. It explains how they are killed. Let's take a look at verse 18. A third of mankind was killed by the three plagues of fire and sulfur that proceeded from their mounts. This is very interesting. Although this still hasn't occurred, what we are experiencing right now is but a precursor of what is to come. Earlier in chapter 5, we see where some wild-looking locusts are released to torture man for five months with the stings of scorpions, and man will seek to die. But oops, no luck there, because death will be removed for a time, and man will have to endure the torment and the pain. And throughout all of this, as we see in verse 21, they did not repent. Hasatan's time is up, and he very well knows this. That is why there is so much chaos in the world. Yet what is very clear is that man will not repent. You would think that after something like this, people would begin to seek for God and for his salvation, right? The problem with that is that man is not willing to be under God's yoke of righteousness, becoming willing servants of his majesty, our creator, the father of all, to whom all glory, honor, and praise be. Then, 
if you are unwilling to submit to God, you will be forced to submit to a tyrannical authority who will govern you with an iron fist, who will have such a stronghold on you that you will have to ask permission just to breathe. Right, Negan? The unknown will soon be revealed. And yes, it is a lot worse than we can ever imagine. For it will be like nothing that we have ever or will ever experience again. So what can we do to prepare for what is to come? Well, while there is still a chance and while we have the opportunity, we need to search out the scriptures, the Torah, the Nevi'im, the Ketuvim, which is the Torah, the prophets, and the writings, and the Brit Hadashah, which is the New Testament. In the scriptures, we have a promise from God himself, as we can find in where Hashem told Moses where the waters were bitter for them to drink in Exodus chapter 15, verses 25 to 26. And Moses cried out to the Lord, and the Lord showed him a log, and when he cast it into the waters, they were sweetened. There the Lord made for them a statute and an ordinance, and there he tested them, saying, if you will listen carefully to the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his eyes and pay attention to his commands and keep all his statutes, then I will not bring on you any of the diseases I inflicted on the Egyptians. For I am the Lord who heals you. Wow. Wow. You know, reading this, you have to look at it really closely. And, and you have to see that we have to put into action what we find here in verse 26. We first have to listen to his voice, which is his word. Then we have to do what is right in his eyes. So how can we learn what is right in his eyes? By listening carefully to his word. We also have to pay close attention to his commands and keep his statutes, which can be found throughout the Torah, the first five books of the Bible. This is putting our faith in him into action. And then he promises us healing Adonai Rapha, the Lord, our healer. My friends, my family, we know that nothing in life is free except the gift of salvation offered to us through the birth, death, and resurrection of Yeshua HaMashiach. Ah, that book is antiquated. Times are a lot different now. That book was written by man. Oh, I've heard all these excuses so as not to take heed to what was written in the scriptures and continue doing what is right in our own eyes. 
disregarding any and all warnings, just as the world did back in Genesis chapter 6, where they were eating, drinking, marrying, and giving into marriage. You know, it's about time that we took this very seriously. And we begin to take a long, hard look at ourselves and admit that we are wrong and turn around and return to the God of Abraham, Yitzhak, and Yaakov and ask him for forgiveness and learn to live by his word and obey his commands. Will that stop the upcoming destruction? No. But we will not panic as the rest of the world will because we are well informed of what is taking place and what is very soon to come that will rock the system of this world. Are you ready for the greatest show on this flat earth? Will you escape what has been set in motion? Will you decide to teshuva and obey his mitzvot or obey his commands. You know, grace is not a new concept. We have always been under grace. Even when he flooded the earth, Noah found grace in Hashem that he and his family were spared. You know, the law is forever. Though it doesn't determine if we live as long as we live in him by way of Messiah. When we enter a relationship, there are certain laws that govern the success of that relationship. And we willingly accept those conditions without complaining. So why is it so difficult for us to willingly go and sin no more? Is the momentary pleasure even worth losing your soul for all of eternity? We have the warnings written down for us to refer to them as often as we need to. Only now the time has been cut short. And just like China forbids the owning of a Bible, we soon may also experience this. And once again, we'll have to go underground to mention the word or even take a glimpse at one. So let us seek the Lord while it is still daytime, for the night comes and it is coming with a vengeance. My people, get ready for the ride of your life. Come to the Lord while you still have a chance. Read the warnings given to us by Hashem in His Word via His anointed people, for it is stated in Proverbs 1, verses 28 to 33. Then they will call on me, but I will not answer. They will seek me diligently, but they will not find me, because they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord. They would not accept my counsel, they spurned all my reproof. Family, let's not get to this point. Seek the Lord while he may be found and call on him while he is near. That's Isaiah 55, verse 6. 
Don't wait until there is no possibility of returning. The door is open and the light is on. You cannot say that you haven't been warned. If you're listening to this podcast, it isn't by sheer coincidence. It means that you were meant to hear this message. Hashem wanted to let you know that you have a chance to receive a peace that surpasses all understanding and be counted in the army of the Lord of hosts, Adonai Zivahot. There is a war that we must engage in, a war in the spiritual state of being, a battle that will test our faith and trust in the way, the truth, and the life. For no one comes to the Father but by Him. So decide this day which side you're on. For soon, if you don't decide, the decision will be made for you. Oh, my people, my friends, my family, thank you. Thank you once again for joining us here at It's the Flat Out Truth Podcast. It is always an immense honor and blessing to spend this time together. Please like and comment and subscribe on whichever platform you're listening on. We thank you for joining us and for supporting us because we can't do this alone and your help is greatly appreciated. This has been another episode of It's the Flat Out Truth Podcast with your host, Bravo Colon. Wishing everyone a happy and a healthy week. Shalom and Shavua Tov. Stay safe and vigilant for these are perilous times we're living in. Now, may Adonai bless you and keep you. May he make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May he lift his countenance to you and give you shalom that surpasses all understanding. B'Shem Yeshua HaMashiach. Amen and Amen.